Sputnik Satellite Radio Show, the musical, written and narrated by Blair Hebert, copyright Grindamix Productions, 2023. Story outline, Act 1. The timeline begins October the 1st, 1957. Nick Nicholas III is a bygone era big band singer turned radio DJ at the crossroad of his career. Blessed with a big singing and radio announcer voice, Nick developed his personal brand with hard work and a big show host personality. Nick, along with his business partner, operator-engineer Daryl Lang, run a small-town radio station near the U.S.-Canadian border, where during the late 1940s they managed to acquire the FCC radio call letters NICK. The old-school radio show call letters are Nick 1150 AM Radio. The radio format only spins big band swing, jump blues, torch ballads, and boogie-woogie from the 1930s, 40s, and early 50s. During the mid-50s, young listeners start calling in requests for Elvis, Johnny Cash, and Bill Haley's Rock Around the Clock. (laughs) Nick can't stand Bill Haley or rock and roll. While taking requests from teenagers live on air, he seems to get pleasure from dismissing them and their music. This stubborn attitude is a losing formula for the station as he watches his demographics disappear. Nick has invested all his time, energy, and money into his beloved jazz record collection and the small town AM radio station. As he watches his music style and life's work draw little interest from a dwindling household audience, now hooked on television, he finds himself in a downward spiral. Nick is in a financial crisis. Watching his ratings fall and advertising dollars leave the station, many are leaving radio airtime altogether, preferring to advertise on TV. His frustration is watching the economy boom, yet for him, income is dwindling. The bank is about to call in a past-due loan, and Nick is in default with no cash to pay staff or the bank. Ignoring the elephant in the room, Nick hides the truth from his staff and secretly hopes for the great radio revival. With all the new affordable 57 Chevys on the market boasting AM radios, he still has a chance to resurface. If only he can land a large auto manufacturer to advertise on daily rotation, he will rise again in the new radio market perhaps expand into a syndication of stations. Anything is possible, like a roll of the dice, as far as he's concerned. He's got all the plans, but no idea how to get there. With loads of faith and little imagination, he's got a narrow focus on old-school jazz and only one major advertising client, the Cadillac brand. By midday, October the 1st, 1957, the bottom drops out of Nick's world when his staff walks out due to missed back pay and current wages. Everybody leaves the station, including Nick's longtime business partner, Daryl Lang, who can no longer take the strain. Unbeknownst to Nick, as a parting gift, Daryl tosses him a rescue line in a time of need. A young, awkward, rookie female wannabe news reporter named Tracy Albright She will work for free if she gets to read the hourly news. After an awkward entrance and introduction, right off the bat, 
Tracy makes her first big mistake, presenting herself to Nick as an equal. To Nick, she's just a kid with a puffed up ego and misguided ideas about updating the format to rock and roll to boost ratings, as if she knows best. Nick is baffled by her brazen and liberal attitude, as he is prone to do when he gets upset. He judges her by her attitude and her attire. He finds her not particularly attractive, dressed in blue jeans like a tomboy. She's easily distracted and most irritating, professes a love of rock and roll. Hardly top drawer radio talent. During the interview, there's little spark between Nick and Tracy. Although he intends to give her the opportunity, he'd rather he didn't have to. On the flip side, Tracy grew up listening to Nick 1150 radio and believes in Nick. She also believes the station will become great again and she's there to help. Leaning back in his chair, Nick brags that his station will be number one on the dial of every car and range of his massive broadcast pattern and he plans to get Cadillac as his key sponsor. In an awkward attempt to relate, Tracy responds, well, what a coincidence. I have a fantasy of making out with a dude in a Cadillac with the radio playing. (laughs) Nick stares at her blankly. The disconnect is mind-bending and he awkwardly changes the subject. Tracy is oblivious to the inappropriate goofy confession, but senses the interview's going south. So she plays her trump card. Because she still lives at home, she's willing to work at the station for no pay to gain experience and radio exposure. Nick wisely agrees to this and gives her a list of daily tasks. Number one, she gets in early. Two, makes coffee. Three, compiles scripts for the day. Four, organizes Nick's day. Five, picks up the mail, answers the phone, and takes messages. Six, reads the hourly news slot on air. Nick would send her away if he could, but couldn't afford to replace her. Then this happens. The Russians are coming? CBS Television presents a special report on Sputnik 1, the Soviet space satellite. Douglas Edwards reporting. Until two days ago, that sound had never been heard on this earth. Suddenly, it has become as much a part of 20th century life as the whir of your vacuum cleaner. It's a report from man's farthest frontier, the radio signal transmitted by the Soviet Sputnik the first man-made satellite as it passed over New York earlier today. October the 4th, 1957, at 7.28 p.m., the Soviets launched the Sputnik satellite into Earth's orbit. U.S. President Dwight D. Eisenhower and the Pentagon go into red alert, and U.S. citizens are in shock, glued to the radio, expecting the worst. All over the U.S., folks are spinning the radio dial looking for the latest news on the Sputnik spy satellite. Tracy experiences an increase in calls from listeners looking for information. She records phone calls and takes notes of personal tales and strange events in the sky. Soon she gets caught up in the moment and takes it upon herself to announce and echo on air the wacky call-in stories, unfiltered, no matter how strange or unbelievable. Like magic, The switchboard lights up with new listeners calling in. Nick is taken aback by her efforts to spin the story with drama, including hillbilly news stories. And he begins answering the phone to calm people down. 
but he quickly sees that audience numbers are going up with new and renewed listeners. For more stories, Tracy begins trolling the airwaves, gathering any current news she can find on the event. The phone lines light up nonstop as listeners call in with wild tales of a Russian invasion and commie spies lurking everywhere. Tracy takes to interviewing locals and creates a fantastic web of stories that hook and prompt listeners to call in. Nick is alarmed at the crazy homespun stories being broadcast from Nick 1150 Radio. But he also is energized to see revenue coming in as ad agencies and car dealerships start competing for prime AAA spots during the news hour. Nick is over the moon and makes a call to General Motors, hoping he can score the elusive Cadillac brand. Although Nick is repulsed by the unverified news items, he realizes that Tracy's fake news bites sell radio airtime. When Tracy rebuts with, it's not really fake news, it's more like alternative facts. Ha 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 ha, yeah, nice try. What a ridiculous idea. By the closing of the first act, the audience can see the rising star of the show, Tracy Albright, rookie reporter, Teddy girl from small town Midwest, sharp as a tack, playing dumb when convenient, she is the perfect host for a call-in talk show on Nick 1150 Radio. Tracy's charm is a magnet, prompting listeners to call in daily. She refers to these regulars as her Sputnik pod. Tracy realizes, simply by chance, she is part of a major world event and has the guts to broadcast the pulse of the nation. With no guidance or guidelines, she builds her on-air time into a national AAA radio talk show. End of Act One. This is Blair Hebert. Thank you for listening to Act One of the Sputnik Satellite Radio Show. Story Outline. All music is original, recorded and performed by Blair Hebert. All rights reserved by Grind and Mix Productions, 2023.